Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? This is Ryan, along with Zach and David, and we are Lone Star 360. Yo, guys, I just want to actually go ahead and give a 10-second uh, moment of silence to all the families going out in Uvalde, Texas, uh, just paying respects to them. So let's go ahead and have this 10-minute, 10 10-second 10 moment of silence. All right, guys. So um, as you guys know, yesterday, um, a gunman um, went in and shot up a school out there and uh, killed 18, uh, indivi- 18 kids along with two uh, adults um, and everything like that. Uh, really tragic, really tragic. And this is, you know, not to get political or anything like that, but this is something that uh, we got to address as a nation. This is something that we really got to press as a nation and everything like that. Uh, I personally, uh, Zach and David, I just want to tell you guys, I personally have worked with kids and the love and joy that you have that kids bring to a room is amazing and it's exciting. And to be able, and I'm not a parent, uh, but to just, that feeling is just such a feeling that I don't even want to know. Um, That's Mm -hmm. a feeling that is very heartbreaking and uh, on the on behalf of Lone Star 360, uh, we just want to go ahead and just send our thoughts and our prayers uh, to those families, uh, families of all those in those lives of those kids and those teachers and everything like that. And you know that that's something that is very uh, tragic. And like I said, that's something that has to be that needs to be addressed in this nation and everything like that. But um, let's go ahead. And get started. Let's go ahead and get started. It is May 25th. May 25th. And it feels like this year is just rolling by. We have been through uh, January, February, March, April, and now we are in May. We are halfway, almost halfway through the year. And I got to tell you guys something. So May 25th, on this date, um, on this date, Mario Mendoza, David and Zach, if you don't know this guy, this guy was a... The potential to be a Texas Ranger legend. Now, in many Texas Rangers eyes, this guy is a legend because he had a incredible gift of hitting that baseball. Every time he went up (laughs) to bat, he had an incredible gift. This man would not like it. This man was a great hitter. But unfortunately, uh, on this date, he had he had a game where he just did not hit a ball. He struck out every single time he went to the mound, and the Rangers went ahead and released him. They went ahead and released him after having no, just having a no hitter that game. Now that's pretty unfortunate to me. That's pretty unfortunate, Zach. I just want to know your thoughts as a coach. You have a team, right? You have one of your. I'm, yes, I'm asking you this. Um, you have a team, you have a, you know, guy who can hit and he just goes a game without hitting. Right. 
But then also, he's having a lot of personal things going on as well in his life that's catching the media's attention because this is kind of what happened to uh, with Mendoza as well. He had a lot of personal things that were catching the media's attention and drawing uh, to the Rangers and everything like that. What would you do as a coach, Zach? Um, I mean, it kind of varies with with those kind of things. I mean, I, I'd kind of set him aside and let him, you know, kind of take – you know, time away from the team and then come back and kind of see um, <clears throat> where he's at in about a couple weeks, um, you know, or even a couple days. You know, sometimes I, I think I think back in those times in the 90s, there that kind of mental health, that kind of stuff wasn't really prevalent at that time. Um, but... I think, you know, in today's game, in today's age, I think if he had, you know, with the same problems that he was enduring, um, I think he might, I think things might have been different. He probably would have still been on the team. It would have just been, you know, he would have been out for personal reasons and then come back to the scene when he's ready. Um, But, you know, back then, like I said, it was a, it was a different time and, you know, I think things could have been a lot different for that guy. Um, and, you know, with that is, you know, it's, you live and you learn, I guess, you know, we, we've grown as a, as a society and it, and we've also went back as a society. So, you know, that's kind of one of those things that we, we've grown from. So. Yeah. Um, looking back on, I mean, I did, I, I looked him up and uh, Mario Mendoza, is you know he was he was known he he got his name uh and, and they called it a, after he went and hit really poorly it was actually four seasons out of his nine in his career that he uh averaged under 200 which is really bad as far as uh hitting goes um and so they made a joke out of this they called it the mendoza line and uh this is a term that was coined by a teammate of his uh, on the Mariners uh, in 79 when, uh, you know, a, a, a player would average around 200. Um, and, and so it's kind of not a good, not a good thing to be associated with. And it's also, they, they use this term also in the stock market now, which is pretty inter- interesting as far as uh, things go. But like, it, it, it's it's really like a, 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 a coin of kind of mediocrity if you will. Um, so I, 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 it seems that he was a good, um, really good defensive player, but I just wonder, you know, if this was more of a thing where he was just not, he was just not just really bad flat out. But, um, one, one great thing about him I see here is he's the, just the 28th Mexican born player to, to reach the majors, which is really, uh, pretty special. So, I mean, yeah. Hey, uh, <clears throat> thanks for uh, fact checking that, David. Uh, but, dude, I just kind of want to know, uh, kind of sticking on this really quick, uh, I like how Zach kind of touched on uh, the media's presence and how back then it was kind of, hey, man, if you're doing like this, boom. But how how is it now, you know, 
Like, what if he was in the league right now and the same thing happened over four seasons, like you said, David, how do you think it would play out today? Do you think it would play out the same or do you think it would be different? I almost think it could be worse. Um, it, I mean, if if he really was as bad as he was, I think that, um, you know, if he had ha- high expectations coming into this role on the team, uh, the media would absolutely yeah. punish him. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> we see what happens on social media. I mean, this these guys are getting flamed. Oh, exactly. Yeah. But that, that's that's legit, man. That, that's legit. I like something I, I love doing is kind of comparing uh, today's generation, this media sense generation and sports and how, man, you can get whether it's in baseball or basketball or soccer or baseball, I mean, or, or football or anything like that. You have mm-hmm. one incredibly horrible season. You're getting flamed by the media. But then back then, mm-hmm. they didn't really have media. So I always kind of like to compare yeah. and contrast those types of things and kind of put them into perspective of, like, what would happen well, if Ryan, they, what would happen. They had media. It was just not, like, social media like we have now. Where everything yeah, it, was, yeah, exactly. Way, it was newspaper the next day, you know, type yeah. thing. And yeah. and you guys you guys saw Luca Luca – this is kind of a, a random example, but Luca's name was thrown into the mix before this past game. It said he was out drinking beer with Boban, which was not true. Um, he was really, you know, it was an old picture from like the summer or something, but it just goes to show how media today can tell a story that's like not at all, you yeah, know, exactly. the truth. True. True. Hey, man. But uh, keeping that uh, baseball. Uh, keeping that baseball thing in mind, let's go ahead and talk about the Texas Rangers. Okay, so, dude, I was telling you this, David, and I was, I was going to go ahead and tell you this, Zach. Man, the Rangers have been off and on lately. Like, literally off and on. Like, they'll go good two, three games, pretty good games. But then, you know, after, they would just lose that sight and lose communication and everything like that. I really think in all sports, communication is key, right? Like, I think communication is key. And, dude, I have literally – I have a list of rain, what the Rangers have done. It, like, just yesterday alone, okay? So, mm-hmm. let's go ahead and take it to, like, what, the first inning, right? Calhoun and Garcia, they, right? They're, they're, um, they're doing their thing and everything like that. And Gar- Calhoun threw a pass – to um, Garcia at first base, and he, dude, Garcia just missed it, just missed it, wasn't even thinking about it, right? Like, wasn't even thinking about it, and that led to a double. Okay, so that's number one, right? That's number one. Number two, uh, the catcher, was it Lou? I think his name is Nate Lou, right? Nate Lou yeah. comes in, and he's slow to react. So, like, dude's running to home, right? And he's slow to react. This is against the uh, Anaheim, Anaheim Angels, A- Anaheim Angels, right? Correct, correct, correct me if I'm yeah, wrong. Yeah, they're Los Angeles yeah. Angels of Anaheim, whatever. Los Angeles Angels, yeah. So, um, catcher dude just completely misses it, like completely misses it, right? Okay, so that's number two. Third one, second baseman throws to first. Dude threw in the stands. 
Dude, like, if you go look at the play, dude throws oh, no. it in the stance, and he's throwing it the first. Like, uh, that's number three. And then number four, um, picture, he reacts slowly to a bunt, which leads to another double. Uh, so to yeah. me, I feel like the Rangers right now need to really focus on that communication, especially in that in that uh, diamond, especially in that diamond, because it's not looking good. It's really, you know, it's not looking good. And that's how they're losing a lot of these games. So that's just my take on it. Guys, y'all got anything on that? Oh, dude, you're, you hit it on the nail. And uh, one guy that in particular that I just have higher expectations for is Corey Seager. Um, we, we paid him a pretty penny. And I have, he's just kind of turned. I have, uh, I have a big uh, opinion on him. But go ahead, David. Yeah, no, we paid him a pretty penny. And, uh, you know, he's just turned into the Chandler Parsons for us. Uh, like last year, he hit 45 Ooh. home runs. <laughs> I don't want to say that yet. We're pretty early in the season. Hope he can turn around. But from 45 home runs last year, this is unbelievably lopsided. Yeah. Um, What's up, Zach? Go ahead, Zach. Well, I had an opinion on him. And, you know, y'all might, y'all might think I'm crazy when I say this, but I am actually Tell me. going to give credit to Corey Seager. Um, oh. He is one of those players. Yes, he's kind of struggled and been kind of a disappointment. But you have to look at the full picture, the full scope of of things in baseball. With Corey Seager, you know, he has always been around a team stacked of great players. And for me, you know, he wasn't the number one option on his other teams, but now he is with Texas. And I think, you know, I think that's started, you know, he, he's got to realize that he's the number one option. And I think it's just taken him some time to really kind of adjust his gameplay and his, his style of play. Um, and I think, you know, give it a, give it till July. And I think he'll really start swinging the ball, uh, swinging the bat better. And, you know, getting getting on base and hitting home runs and you know i think you'll see his money the money that y'all paid for him come full circle in my opinion that chandler parsons money oh yeah especially yeah. that chandler parsons money <laughs> that chandler parsons money man yo zach uh i haven't even talked to you about this how are those astros doing brother um, you know, they've been, they've been fairly, I mean, they've been kind of just solid. Um, they lost to the guardians, which is, I hate to say it, but you know, it's weird calling them the guardians now. Um, since they've been the Indians for so long, but, uh, they lost on Monday night, I believe. And, um, they won last night. Um, they they just been really solid. I mean, they've they've played really well. Um, they're getting a you know even more and more healthy as the season has gone along, and um, hopefully they'll continue to 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 make noise and 
you know, get in the playoffs again and maybe make one more run, maybe one more chance at a World Series, and that way people can shut up about us cheating. So let's hope for that. But, you know, I'm proud of them. See where it goes. Yeah. So, uh, man, just speaking on the Rangers, the Rangers have – they have a four-game series against the against the Athletics coming up, and then after that, they have a two-game series, three, four-game series against the Rays. Uh, after that, so we'll see how the Rangers uh, do and everything. We, um, I'm I'm wearing my Rangers shirt right here. You already know I pull for the Rangers all day, every day. So, yo, man, we'll see what happens. But yo, let's go ahead and talk about. Jimbo Fisher and Nate Nick Saban. Uh oh, this is Jumbo Fisher. Jimbo, Jumbo Fisher. Shrimp. This man, this this beef, this beef is going on day by day by day by day. These two guys, man, they got beef. I would not like to be locked up in a closet with those two because that <laughs> would. <laughs> why? Why would they ever be locked up in a closet with you or to? <laughs> Dude, okay, each other y'all, for the yeah, y'all took that and ran with it. No, like, think about it. <laughs> somehow locked in an elevator, whatever. Those two guys, man, I would not like to be locked up with those guys. But, yo, Zach, <laughs> go ahead and talk about that, man. You already know that's been going on. What's going on, brother? Uh, so Nick Saban at a, at a booster event at Alabama I, is, according to sources, I you know, um, he was at an Alabama event for the Alabama boosters. And he sat up there with the Alabama head basketball coach, the Alabama baseball coach, the, you know, all of those, you know, all their coaches and things and said, Oh, you know, we were the second, we, we ranked second in recruiting, you know, A&M finished first and they bought all their players, which is a total lie. Because as soon as he said that, all the a and the, the the newly recruited players said, um, no. It's like, that's false. You know, like, I came to school because I wanted to play here. And for, for Nick Saban to be the way that he is, you know, and he's just, he, he got his panties in a wad because he got beat by A&M, and now Jimbo's out recruiting him. And you know he he can't stand it, so he's got to blame, you know he has got to t- he's got to blame somebody for it, and it's just that's that's just how he is, and you know he knows, you know, as a coach and in, in sports, you guys you you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but a guy that's been on top for so long, been the guy for college football, when he feels threatened you know, or, or in, in any sport, if you feel threatened, what are they going to do? They're going to say something petty to the other, to the team that's threatening them because they know it's coming. That's exactly what's going on here. Nick Saban knows A&M is coming very quickly. They are gaining traction. They, they, they recruited the, the greatest college football class ever in the history of college football. So it scares him. And so, of course, he's going to say that. And I love Jimbo's response. Um, I'm pretty sure David, you know, he'll play the clip of this um, once everything's edited and all that. But 
Yeah, we'll, you we'll got, put you, it right here. You, right, right here. Yeah. You guys um, will will love what you have to hear, and I am I'm I'm really glad that Jimbo s- stood up for his players, stood up for the university, stood up for the team, just stood up for college football. You know, because the NIL thing that the NCAA put into place, you know, it's free game now. And, you know, Nick Saban, you know, it's funny to me how his quarterback, the first week of the NIL, got a million-dollar NIL deal. But he nobody nobody batted an eye. Nick Saban didn't complain about that. He actually encouraged it. So remind us what the NIL deal was for Bryce Young. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what it was, but it was an endorsement deal, um, for the Alabama quarterback, and he didn't even he hasn't he played zero snaps last season prior to this. Like he, you know, he was a starter for this mm. past season, but the, it was it was a, before the start of last season. He got a million dollar NIL deal and he has he didn't even take one single snap. Wow. And Nick mm. Saban Nick Saban sat up there and said, "Oh, this is great." And now look at look at this now. <laughs> look at the contradictory like look at that. And, he, up. And, and Alabama been on top for so long. You're trying to tell me they haven't paid players this whole time, but even before NIL, you got to be kidding me. And oh, nobody, they, they had nobody, the top. Nobody's nobody's dug they, into their past, but we we yeah. won't go there. They've, they've had the top recruits like almost every year, and I don't yeah. even you know follow college sports that that it's, much. It's 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 pathetic. It's pathetic because you're trying to tell me they all these recruits go there. I know they win and stuff, but. They haven't got investigated ever, and nobody says a word. Something's right. going on. Something's getting paid under mm. the table. Something. So, you know, go dig into that, as Jimbo says. Conspiracy theories. Dun, 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 dun. Bro, I want to just know, Zach, your thoughts, bro. I don't know why. I just... Like, if I could just listen to Zach's thoughts, what would it be? So, Nick Saban, bro, actually quoted, he was like, um, uh, Jimbo Fisher, he's a very exciting man, but he should have been hit on the head, slapped on the head as a kid a couple times. What? Dude actually said that. Dude actually said that. Like, bro, like, like, let's not even talk about sports. In the world, like in this world right now, if somebody said that to me, those are fighting words, right? Like, oh, snap, you said I should be slapped on the head. Okay. But in the world of sports, you got to be a little bit more professional, especially as a coach. No. You got to be professional. No, 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 no. Time out, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. This isn't sports. Time out. Zach says this is sports, so he's calling time out. Time out. Jimbo Fisher. You're talking about professionalism. How about you go look at Nick Saban? You don't sit up there on a on a charity event and call out another coach professionally. That's unprofessional. And Jimbo's oh. response, Jimbo's response was what he should have done. 
Zach, and you know Zach, what? Nick Saban. This is what Nick, Nick Saban, Saban said. No, 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 shut up. Nick Saban. Nick Saban. Whoa, whoa. Nick Saban. Nick Saban called Jimbo to try to apologize. And guess what? Jimbo said, "No, I'm not going to answer that. We're done." So, you know what? Zach. Jimbo handled it perfectly because Nick Saban started this little, this little, little whiny little. Yeah. Little Pamby. So he apologized and makes it all better. Yeah. So, Zach, I think you misunderstood me, though. I'm just saying, this is what I said. Nick said that. Nick Saban said that. Jimbo didn't say that. That's what I'm saying. I don't care. The the professionalism. uh, Okay. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) The professionalism from Jimbo, because, like I said, those are fighting words. Like you say that on the street, oh snap, we fighting, all right? But that's what I'm saying. Like as a coach, well, Jimbo can take all this smoke, baby. I got a hundred dollars on Jimbo Fisher. Okay, freaking Nick go. Saban eating there his two his his two oatmeal cream pies, or I'm cranky. Not I'm cranky. That's go look <laughs> it up. He eats two oatmeal cream pies for breakfast, and if he doesn't eat it, I'm cranky. Look it up, bro. Those things used to go hard. Are you obsessed? Are you obsessed with Nick Saban? No, I despise him. You know, it's gonna be tough when Alabama plays Texas this year because Alabama. I hate both teams with with all my heart, but I'm gonna have to cheer for Alabama because Texas. I, I, I'm sorry, I can't do it. It's just not gonna happen. Or I might just boycott it and not watch that that game at all. Uh, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Yo, let's go ahead, Zach. Let's, <laughs> let's go ahead and switch it, bro. I know you were talking about what? Uh, Aggie baseball ranked fifth. Oh, snap. Okay, Aggies. Okay, talk your stuff, Zach. What's up, brother? Look, man. Um, first of all, I want to call out Ryan Jackson. Um, I hope we can find the clip of Ryan. I want to I want to find the clip of Ryan saying that A and M has no chance to finish in the top ten in baseball, and Texas will be number one still. Um, currently, Texas is unranked and barely in their in their conference tournament. Meanwhile, A and M is ranked fifth, probably going to be number one team in the country by the end of the end of the week. So, ha! How the roles have reversed. How the turntables have turned. <laughs> okay, there you go, being a little bit cringy. I right, so and also, <laughs> and also <laughs> horns down for life. Okay, okay. Well, we'll we'll hook them. We'll hook them when the time comes. I think, uh, man, just kind of looking Yippee. at Texas, Texas baseball, man. We're we're doing okay. I'm not gonna say we're doing poorly. Okay, I'm not gonna right, say we're doing poorly. You're unranked. Okay, okay, unranked. I I've never said anything bad about uh, Aggies baseball. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Never said. Never said. Okay, okay. Now I just want to know. uh, The Aggies have not been strong in baseball. Now they're having a good season so far. Having a pretty good season, but like, yo, they haven't. They're not strong. They haven't been strong. I'm going off of history, brother. I'm going off. What's up, David? I'm going off of history. 
I didn't say anything. Off, yeah, I'm going off of history, bro. And just in the books of history, man, y'all haven't been good at baseball like that. Like you, you guys are the ones. Are you smoking? Are you Listen, smoking the, the the devil's lettuce right now? No, are you I'm smoking, not smoking the devil's the lettuce right now? A and M baseball no. has been notoriously good. What are you talking about? Okay. Right, well, but anyway, look at the, you look at the history books, bro. Y'all, now you guys are ranked me, fifth, bro. So I'll give open you, it up. I'll give you guys. Props. I'll I'll, I'll prop. I'll give you guys props, bro. But just looking down at history and everything like that, not so much. Not so much. The roles are actually kind of. You're right. The roles are reversed. All right. But you know, we'll we'll talk about that later. We don't got to talk about all that now. Anything else you got to say about um, Aggies baseball, bro? Um, just gig them, and you know. I'll, I'll just we'll just prove you wrong. Okay, I Ooh. hope you guys do prove me wrong, bro. Because you got, like I said, you guys are doing okay right now. Okay. Make but, the make you know. the make the NCA tournament, Ryan, and then we'll come back. Okay, yeah, like I'm the one on the field. Like I'm the one on the field. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm you really started this field, beef. Bro. I'm gonna end the beef. Okay. Uh oh. Uh oh. So you're Nick Saban, right? Yep. <laughs> whatever bro whatever bro yo McCook let's go ahead and talk about stars bro what what was I hear uh, somebody resigned who was that that resigned bro yeah that was uh, Rick Bonus he was a longtime NHL coach uh, definitely I think he was one of the oldest in the league um, he, he did resign uh, I was hoping we could get him for a little while longer because I, I think that the team dynamic that we had was really kind of kind of nice as far as uh you know we had we had the young guys we had a, a few old guys that you know kind of it, it was just a good mix if you know what i mean but for the stars i i hope we can you know we've talked about it a little bit i, I think we really need an enforcer zach was you know brought up last week we need a guy that can come in and you know lay a guy out lay a guy out on the ice um but also too you know uh the, the leadership and I think Rick brought a ton of passion uh, onto the rink that, uh, you know, the stars really needed as far as, uh, you know, just somebody to look up to as far, as far as, you know, your figurehead, he, he's gonna, he's gonna fight for you guys off, off the rink. And that, I think that was really special. So I hope, hope they can find somebody like that. But who, do you, what do you think, what do you guys think are like next steps? We talk about enforcer, um, I think we need another a guy that can be crafty, but who, what else does this team need? Um, they need more of uh, they need speed. They they're I feel like at times in that playoff series they were very very slow on the puck. Um, they had moments at home where they were really fast and really moving and you know swinging around and running and gunning, and then other times they just they look like they look lethargic at times. And, you know, for me, you know, you watch the Stanley cup playoffs right now and the teams that are still in it, like the avalanche, the, the, the hurricanes, um, the Rangers, New York Rangers, not the Texas Rangers. Um, they, you, you see them flying around. I mean, you, you honestly see them flying around. You don't, you know they're they're very quick to the puck. They've got 
they they got different speeds um and that's a that's a recipe for a stanley cup bottom line Mm. um but the stars they need an enforcer like i've said in previous pods and they just need guys that come off you know the bench you know second and third line guys that are you know their speed lines that just go in there and just they're just running up and down that ice i mean Mm. you know out out outworking people because that's how you win hockey games you know and as much as the more i've gotten into hockey the more i see that you know that's the key to championships in hockey is you got to have an enforcer and you got to have guys that are willing to just lay out and that's yeah they just need a few more of those guys and they're they're golden yeah Definitely. And one one more, you know, a couple more key metrics here as far as guys that they're going to sign. It looks like we're going to sign Hintz, uh, who is, uh, yeah. he's our 25-year-old center. Uh, he's going to be signed, you know, trying to get an extension there. But then that also means that uh, we have a decision to kind of face with John Kling- John Klingberg, who's an excellent, yeah. excellent defender. Um it would be really, you know, he's one of those guys that might go into uh, free agency that we just, you know, I don't think we can afford to lose, but there's a few, there's plenty of guys here like uh, Jason Robinson. He Robertson, he's, he's our crafty, crafty player on on the puck. Um, Definitely want to keep him. And of course, Jake Ottinger. Um, It's just, it's becoming one of those things where, uh, yeah, we we've invested. I think it's like sixty million into sixteen players, but yeah. um, you know, we're we're gonna have to let go of somebody uh, to kind of maintain what we got. Well, Ryan, did you, you've got to you've got to distribute the wealth there a little bit, right? You got to kind of. Yeah. It's the problem that the Cowboys have. Oh God! Don't even give me. Don't even bring that up. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about Dude, that. Uh, David, I just kind of want to piggyback off of what you were talking about about John Klingberg, bro. Like, mm-hmm. it's he's been uh, with the uh, with the Stars for like seven years, and his contract's about to expire, uh, dude. If you look at this man's game, this dude has changed the game for the Stars. He was a great defenseman and everything like that. What's like, and that's it goes back to what our question was before, like what's next for the Stars? Because at like he. On top of just being, you know, that great defenseman, he was also a leader in the locker room. He was a leader on that team mm-hmm. and everything like that. So what do you – do you want him to go into free agency? Do you want – like kind of going back to what you said, Zach, you've got to distribute that money because after seven years, he's going to want a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. He's going to want to go ahead and want a lot of money and everything like that. But what do you do in that aspect when you have all these young guys coming in and but you have a great – you know, this defensive man that's going into free agency and everything like that. What's next and what do you do? So that's really a question that I've kind of thought about just looking at that. What's up, Zach? Um, before we transition to the Mavs, quick predictions on who's going to win the Stanley Cup. David. Oh, well, it's not the Islanders. We know that. Shut up. <laughs> or the Stars, for that matter. Um, but you know, I, you know, it's it it's getting to that point. We've got our, our brackets. How, how many teams left? Four. No, it's eight. 
I think. Well, six now because the six. lightning, the lightning swept the Panthers. Yeah, I was, I, I was just gonna say, dude. I, I, as much as I hate to say it, you know, I, I think it's either gonna be like, I'm taking either the lightning. No, you gotta pick one. You gotta so, pick one. No, I don't. No, I don't. It's whoever's coming out of please that. Say, that please uh, say lightning. Please say lightning. Why, please? Why, please? Because yo, that's who I'm going for. And if you're a true person of your word and you're you're real to the game, what? You're say lightning. What? No, that's that is blasphemy. They're gonna go. Why would I say for, that? They're gonna go for the three peat, huh? I hope not. I really hope not. I got the him. avalanche. I've no, always. How are how are the Oilers doing against against uh, the Flames? That's what uh, I want to know. I think it's two two right now. I believe. I I really want the Oilers to win, and then I want them to beat the Blues if that's who they're playing. Now uh, the Blues are down, so. I don't oh, think they're down. Gonna... Good. I, the, I don't I like the Blues. I think the Avalanche are gonna. Uh, take the cup this year. They they're gonna have the landslide. Yes, sir. <laughs> that was a joke. Oh, I know. Very, <laughs> very, very, uh, very creative there, David. Very so, creative. David, you say uh, Oilers, right? Well, I actually, yeah, I'll, I'll say Oilers. I'll, I'll be a little bit diverse. Okay, I say Lightning. Zach, who you got? Got the Avalanche. Mm. You did say Avalanche. Okay, okay. Mm. Well, you know what? Honestly, I want to place a bet with you guys. Let's do $5. You know what? We'll, we'll do $5, okay? Uh, so if uh, Lightning win, you both give me $5. Avalanche wins, we give you, uh, we both give you $5, Zach. McCook, Oilers win, me and Zach got you 5 Deal? No. What? Because you did not – we did not say nothing about – any yeah. money on this? Dude, if no, if that's the case, if that's the case, I'm changing my answer. We change your answer then. I'm taking lightning. There you go. <laughs> so Zach, if, <laughs> if lightning wins, then Zach, you give us five dollars each, okay? But if <laughs> Avalanche win, we both got you, bro. This is not. This is not what I signed up for. <laughs> Well, too bad. <laughs> too bad. <laughs> Dude, right? Right, just putting us in bets for no reason. I kind of like it, bro. I kind of like it. Let's go ahead and move forward, bro, to what we have been talking about, bro. Mavs. Mavs. Oh. The Mav Dallas Mavericks. Okay, with the with the uh, game three. Wait, what was that? Game four win? Game That's four right. win yesterday. Count? I'm very surprised. Honestly, bro, that caught me. Off guard, I and you guys know this. I had I had Warriors in four. I had uh, a sweep, and Mavs surprised me. But that speaks on the heart. That honestly speaks on the heart of the Dallas Mavericks. That really uh, speaks on the heart of the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, but they still have a lot of challenges to face, as all three of us know, man. Like yo, in and history has never said, has always said, yo, if you're 0 and 3, you're not going to win. Nobody is 1 0 and 3. But the Mavericks right. have come up. 
So we have a game tomorrow. We're back in Oakland. What's next? Like, what's what? Do you, what are your predictions before we go into everything? What are y'all's predictions? Well, bef- before we get in, I want to. Could we? Could we on it? Could we talk about what was different in that game that allowed us to win? Because I mean, the other three games I felt like were just so. I mean, they were similar. You know, I would say the game that was most similar was game two. Um, you know, seeing the the big lead we had, and then we blew that lead. Yeah. Uh, but what was different in game game four? Oh, good question to me, man. Personally, I think the Mavs actually um, they kept they kept they started out strong. They started mm. out strong, and I think that. If you start out well, strong, I th- I feel up? like they've came out strong every game, have they not? Or no, no. I mean, we've punched them. We've at least gone up ten to two, something like that, most games. But the war, but no, but the Warriors have always. I think. Uh, let's see. When I say start out strong, I mean like for a whole quarter. I'm not yeah, saying like fair. what thirty. I'm not saying like thirty to two a quarter, but I'm saying like actually starting out strong and just going. Just every time the Warriors have a uh, every time the Warriors have a basket, you know we double or we triple that. I think that's what was different in yesterday's game. I think the game started out the Mavericks started out strong because they had a point to prove, and no matter what was going to happen, mm-hmm. I think the Mavericks went ahead and did what they had to do in in those first two quarters. And then in, yeah. we always talk about the third quarter. In the third quarter, I think we even. We did what we had to do, which we hustled. We hustled and we didn't give up. Warriors knocked down a three. Okay, we're, we're pushing and we're keeping that lead up. And that's what the Mavericks did that was different. And to me personally, that was different in games one, two, and three, is that they did not let the Warriors even like come close. When we got that lead, we kept adding on. We didn't stop. You know, We just kept going. And I think that was great. You know, Zach, you may have something else to say. David, you have something else to say. But that's, to me, that's what kind of, like, made me kind of say, okay, Mavs are doing their thing. We're not just up, you know, and just kind of blowing this third quarter lead. Like, we're actually hustling and trying to add more points on. But what are y'all thoughts? Well. Would you? Yeah, go ahead. Um, First of all, great win by the Mavs. Um, to get to avoid the sweep, um, you know, as everybody knows, nobody's ever come back from 3-0 in basketball. Um, the big, the big thing I would say, um, for the Mavs is, to be honest with you, it could be 3-1 the other way. It really should be. Um, the shots that we made last night we had all all we we've had all series long we just haven't made our shots um and you know for us we live and die by the three i think at this point but i think last night you saw we've we've been dry we We did attack last night we did attack the paint and i think that has freed up a lot of things even more um and with that, I think we might have found something. And I don't know, you know, you, you notice that the Warriors went to a zone a lot of the game. 
like a lot of yeah, the second they half. Did. And mm-hmm. you know, that says a lot. So it's gonna be interesting to see if we're gonna be able to adapt and kind of more or less just like take what we did here in game four and apply that to game five. Because let me tell you something right now. If the Mavericks go in there and they win game five Thursday night, you better watch out. Like That's all I'm going to say. You better watch out. Because that, you know, you go back, you go back home to Dallas for game six, that AAC is going to be, I mean, it's going to be unreal atmosphere. Bumping. And boy, and yeah. it's on Ryan's birthday. Like, come on. Mm. Like, it's going to be jumping. That place is going to be rocking all night. So I think that's extra motivation for the Mavs to know that, hey, guys, if we come in here and play our game, we got game six at our house to try to force game seven. And game sevens, you know, that you throw everything out the window at that point. So absolutely, it's, you know, it's very, you know, I still believe that we can pull it off, but, you know, I still, you know, back of my head thinks we might, we might get smoked and lose Thursday night. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm yeah. really, I, I, I'm just, yeah. I'm praying. I'm just praying that we get to witness history. History is what it's going to take. Uh, you know, I, 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 I agree with both of you guys. Um, Really quickly, I wanted to give a shout out to my best friend Quinn. Uh, so Ryan's birthday is on Saturday, and Quinn's birthday is actually tomorrow. Um, and he's a big Warriors fan, so uh, I'm hoping we can spoil his night um, and <laughs> hopefully uh, ups- pull the upset. Uh, but yeah, kind of thinking about um, what we could have done better. I think one big thing was our pace, actually. Um, so- as far as like, and, and you know, Luca in particular, I don't ever blame him for our, our struggles because he's he's doing a lot. Um, but I think Luca in particular made a big adjustment, and he he just played a lot faster. Um, he 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 got to his spots. He had his reads. He knew how to attack the zone defense. I don't know. You know, I played a month of college basketball. Um, okay, but McCook. Not not in season. Shout out Principia. I played with their, you know, their their training team, training uh, whatever you want to call it, practice team. The scout uh, team. The scout team. I was the scout team, but you know, the biggest thing I knew is you know you got to attack the middle of that yeah. that zone, and that's what the Mavericks were doing. Um, so that was a huge adjustment adjustment on their part. And last bit with uh, Zach talks about the history. You know, we got to make history. Uh, something I like with with what Reggie Bullock says and just his attitude. Um, you know, he said, "We're not winning another or losing another game." That's what he said. And whether whether that you know becomes true or not, I just like you know the headspace that we're at. You know, one game at a time mentality. Um, and shout out to Reggie too with the uh, social justice award. I know he's been been through quite a lot as a as a guy and uh a shout out to him yeah 
Yo, dude, man. But just kind of looking back over these last four days, these last four games, dude, there's been some crazy things that have happened, man. First, <laughs> Theo Pinson with the white shirt incident. Now, bro, so Theo just <laughs> just is, is funny to kind of think about. It. If you see the video, it's even funnier. But he had a uh, white shirt on. And uh, referee comes up and he's like, hey, dude, uh, go change shirts. And his response <laughs> is like, no. Like, he said more than no, but he said, he just looked at him, laughed, and just said no. Like, the I video he was okay. He said, okay, I right? Oh, he basically he was said like, okay. he was like, okay, like, yeah. And then he, and then he, the game started. He, st- he still had the white shirt on. <laughs> yep. He's a clown. That was funny, bro. And then another thing that throughout this Maverick series uh, with the Warriors is Draymond Green. Dude, honestly, man, dude. Like, and I just want to go back and say out this, two games already. He's already found out two games? No, he should be thrown out of two games. Yeah, yeah. Already. Oh, yeah. Definitely, bro. Definitely, bro. Because, like, and I just got to look at it, bro. And I said this to you guys earlier one day, a couple uh, couple episodes back i said draymond he is now that locker room leader so he kind of acts out it's weird sometimes because he has his moments where he's truly that locker room leader where i remember one like two games ago luca had failed he picked luca back up you know so that that was awesome but then there's other times when dude is just like yakking at the referee and it's just like, dude, okay, you didn't like the call. Cool. Go back and get on defense. You've already he's he's fouled out. Like, I think that was like game two. He fouled out and he only made two points. And that whole game, he was just hacking at the referee. Like, mm. it's just stuff like that, man, that kind of ruins the game to me. Because yo, you have a position, bro. Like, keep doing that leadership stuff. You yelling at the referee every single time you don't like a call, bro. That, that's annoying. That's annoying. And I know re- sometimes referees they don't see it because I was a referee. Zach, you're a referee too. There's sometimes you don't see things as a referee. Sometimes you make a poor decision or a poor call and everything like that. Sometimes you deserve to get your butt chewed out. But at the end of the game, at the end of the day, dude, like you doing a little bit too much and it gets a little bit annoying every time that like the the uh play is over with we don't want to see you following the referee getting out looking like donkey from shrek no I, nobody wants to see that <laughs> and you lo- you love you love draymond green shut up i do i do i've seen this man improve so much i've seen this man improve so much from like he knows he's not a good shooter now he's had a couple threes this series i'll give it to him but he's, he's not, not like that. He, he's not like that. I, I, Go ahead. McCoy. When he was hitting, when he was hitting those. I, I just knew it wasn't our night. Yeah. Oh yeah. When Draymond shooting threes, you already know you. Yeah. Like I hate his form and everything. <laughs> but dude is just a leader on that Warriors team. Him and Steph Curry have the best chemistry. Like that is chemistry that is great. Like what? Did, I know cool. y'all saw the play. I know y'all saw the play. Steph did a behind the back pass. Draymond oh did. He caught the ball. He didn't even look. Steph went around the screen, gave it to Steph. Boom, wet. I know you guys see this chemistry. Yeah. Like it's no, amazing. I saw it. 
I know y'all saw that, but that's what I'm talking about, that leadership mentality, that chemistry mentality, but then it just ruins it when he's doing all that to the referees. The Warriors are, are I mean, they're in a, a very effective team. I just, I, I was just curious to know really quickly, which, which players, you know, because we talked about this in the last pod, which players have been the most effective and, you know, have hurt us the most? Oh, God. Andrew Wiggins. You're, yeah, I was going to say Andrew and tell, Wiggins. Tell me the other one. Tell me the other one, Zach. The other Besides one? Besides Curry, of course. You really want me to say it, don't you? All, all I know is I've seen this guy taking I, – I don't know what it is. It, sometimes he literally looks like the incarnation of Steph, like – I don't know. Like he's taking step back threes. He's doing things that you wouldn't oh, think he would do. Jordan Poole. Oh God! Jordan don't even say Jordan it. Poole. He he just looks like you know he just fits into the puzzle perfectly for them. And when Steph comes off the floor, he's he's running the show. Yeah, he facilitates the game well when Steph is out there. You know the floor. who I hate the most? Who? Who do you think I hate the most? Clay Thompson. LeBron James. No, I'm talking about on the Warriors. Who do you think I hate the most? Clay Thompson. Nope. David? Uh, Wiggins? No. Curry? That big number 23, Draymond Green. Draymond Green. Oh. Okay. He's the loudest. We've talked about this. Dude. Look, I respect Draymond Green, but, man, that dude needs somebody to just punch him square in the mouth. That's all I got to say. Okay, now, now you sound like Nick Saban. Oh, yeah, now you oh, really oh. do. Oh, my name is Nick Saban. Hey, my baby. Hey, hey Kevin, <laughs> bro, Kevin Looney, he's a hit or miss. It is, um, is his name Kevin or Kavon? Is it Kevin. I say Kevin. All right, Charles Barkley with your Carl Kuzma. All right, I see you. <laughs> dude, dude, honestly, what did, hey, what did Chuck say? Can we, can, we, can we play the clip of him talking about San Francisco? Is that possible? Yes, that's what I was trying to think of. Yeah, I'll play oh that right God. here. This is the space. Listen up. This is it right here. Pause. That was it. Um guys, what what do you make of that? Um, you know, Chuck 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 doesn't care. You know, he's talking about those big old women down in San Antonio. Like, that's that's him. <laughs> I don't know why Riding he, on his horse. He, he's always he's always talking crap about somebody. You know, and, he's goofy. And I tell you what, like he he doesn't care. I mean, he's he calls Russell Westbrook dribble, 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 dribble. I mean, he's just that's that's that how he awesome. is, man. And you know, Lonzo Ball and his triple single. So mm-hmm. triple single. <laughs> yeah, he had two Bro. more points than me. We will see hey. what happens with our Mavs, right? We'll we'll see whatever happens, guys. Hey, um. Great podcast today, guys. I just want to tell you guys real quick, this is our season finale. We've already come up to uh, 10 episodes, so 
get ready for uh, season three coming up. Season three is coming up, guys. So thank you for listening to us uh, in this awesome second season of Lone Star 360. Please remember to go ahead and follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, tweet us on Twitter, and listen to us on Spotify. Guys, it's been awesome. I'll see you guys, and I'll hear from you guys later. Peace out.